dropping on this boy's left foot. He is a threat. He is stunning. Take that. What a start for Liverpool. Still Madrid. Looks like Xavi. Early in the game, he's entitled to be a little nervous. But was he? You bet your life he wasn't. Miller, lovely cushion header. But And let me tip my hat to the genesis of this goal. Balotelli, Aguero! All right, we're here in Impact Studios. I'm here with top drawer soccer reporter Travis Clark. Uh, Travis, how's it going, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Uh, so today we're going to break down the NCAA women's uh, tourney. Uh, we'll pick a few games, focus on the Big Ten since we're a Big Ten country here in Michigan, in the Midwest. And uh, we'll pick a few games out of each region. Uh, two games that intrigue us. One, maybe where there might be an upset. Uh, and then we'll talk a little uh, Big Ten men's soccer tournament. So, Sounds tra- good. All right. Awesome. So uh, let's start up in the corner with the UCLA-San Diego side. In that bracket, there's a game that really intrigues me. It's Southern California and Pepperdine. They are very close in rank. They're, uh, Pepperdine's 13 in RPI. USC's number 39 in RPI. The Pac-12 is just loaded this year, but Pepperdine's also played a good schedule. That seems like a difficult one to pick. Do you agree? Yeah, I think so. I you have to kind of tip the scales, I think, when you're looking at the bracket because the Pac-12 has played so many, like Pac-12 programs have played so many good teams that you think that, you know, Southern California goes up against the Pepperdine and they're like, wait a minute, this isn't UCLA or Stanford. I think we can beat this team. So if, <laughs> any toss-ups like that, you kind of want to go the way of Pac-12. That's not a slight against Pepperdine, who played UCLA and I believe lost 1-0 at the very beginning of the season, but... You're looking at any of those games, and I'm actually filling out a bracket for a piece on our site that will run this week, and I have Southern California uh, making it through a couple rounds. So, you know, the Pac-12 is so loaded, it's almost like every year you talk about the ACC, the ACC, the ACC, and now UCLA is dominant, Stanford's right there behind them. So um, there's going to be a lot of Pac-12 teams, I think, that go on a deep run this year. And in that corner of the region, we have UCLA as the one seed, we have the two seed as Virginia, the four seed as Pepperdine, and Kentucky's the three seed. Is there another game in that region that really kind of makes you think, well, this could be a toss-up, this team could win, but this team could also win? Well, Kentucky's playing really well of late. Uh, their opening round match is SIUE, but if you look at the bracket and both Kentucky and Virginia win their, the games that they're kind of quote-unquote expected to you could see a really intriguing third-round matchup between Kentucky and Virginia uh, over in Charlottesville. So I know that we're talking about the first round, but there, there's a lot of potential intrigue. And then forget about you know Virginia-Kentucky. If Virginia and UCLA went out, you know your quarterfinal is UCLA-Virginia, which kind of sucks when you think about <laughs> the fact that one of those teams won't make the College Cup. No, that, that, actually, that's that's actually what I have. One of my quarterfinals is UCLA-Virginia. The question before we move on to everything, is this one of the deepest NCAA women's soccer tournaments you've ever seen? Because all these first-round games on the left side of the bracket weren't too bad, but on the right side, they were very difficult when you get to the ACC, SEC, 
you know, SEC Pac-12 matchups. Is this one of the deepest tournaments they've ever had? I'm sure. You know, women's college soccer has just improved significantly since the days of North Carolina's dominance that, you know, while UCLA is such a dominant force this year, there are teams that are out there that can beat them. And there are a number of first-round matchups that will get to you that are kind of like, well, they probably could have done something a little bit different. When you look at, at tournaments like the women's soccer where, you know, you're having, you have a, a non-money-making sport. I forget the word. I don't know. I can't. Uh, but non-revenue. Non-revenue. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. <laughs> non-revenue sports. You, the committee will save money by just, you know, placing teams close that are close-ish together. You, know, you even look at San Diego, UCLA is the number one overall seed in this tournament, and they're not playing the worst team in the field. Mm-hmm. So by you know, the letter of the law, if the rankings are supposed to mean what they mean, UCLA should not play San Diego. They should play you know, Prairie View A&M, the SWAC uh, qualifier. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of a, a something you see year by year, but because it's even almost worse, I won't say worse, but... It's augmented this year by the depth in the field and the number of quality teams that are going up against each other in the first round. So for that side of the bracket, we have some interesting matchups. What are your first-round picks for that side of the bracket? Uh, To make it out, UCLA, Harvard, Illinois State, Southern California, Kentucky, Arizona State, LaSalle, and Virginia. Okay. All right. I have UCLA, Harvard, South Florida, USC, Kentucky, Arizona State, LaSalle, Virginia, Penn State, and UConn. Oh, I didn't go all the way down. Oh, you didn't go all the way down? Oh, yeah, never mind. That's all right. No, never mind. It's LaSalle, Virginia. Never mind. I got into the other region by accident. Okay. So then the second-round matchup, I feel like UCLA has a pretty easy time against Harvard since they're a Pac-12 team. The USC-South Florida seems pretty easy to me. But then when you get to the Kentucky-ASU matchup I have here. Mm-hmm. That, that, is, that could be a, good, a really good second-round matchup because Kentucky's playing well, but Arizona... State is battle tested out of the Pac-12, like we discussed before. So mm-hmm. I think that could be a something that could end up going pretty much a toss-up, and you could go the way to the Pac-12. Though I think Kentucky could find a way to win that too. Okay, and then we have a Big Ten team in this in this side of the bracket as well. We have Rutgers and LaSalle. Um, LaSalle is a very good team. Uh, you know how the big the Big Ten season was; everyone kind of battled battled it out with each other, and eventually three teams came out of the Big Ten and into the NCAA tournament. Um, is that a is that going to be a close game, or is LaSalle the, more the favorite in that game? That's probably another toss-up. I, I just think LaSalle because they have a little bit more firepower, and I think that Rutgers, um, there's no question that Rutgers, as the host, will be able to have a good ch- chance of winning that game, and it's going to be a short trip for LaSalle. Um, so there's not going to be sort of that X factor of fatigue or anything, but I think that uh, I like I like LaSalle to come out of that one with a win. Okay. And then how about we move down to the other region? So in the region below that on the left side of the bracket, we have Penn State as the two seed, West Virginia out of the Big 12 as the three seed, Notre Dame out of the ACC as the four seed, and then Texas A&M out of the Big 12 as the, uh, I mean, out of the SEC is the one seed. What do you make of Penn State? Can they, can they make a run to the Final Four? Uh, yeah, I actually have them. That's my pick is for Penn State to make it. I think that the Pac, the sorry, the Big Ten tournament slip up could end up paying dividends because they won't have been kind of had to play this three games in five days. Mm-hmm. They have such a good blend of youth and uh, 
experience, you know, that I've been kind of has I harped on at the start of the season, that I think they could put together, you know, that four or five game hot streak to win it. Obviously, if both the top seeds make it to that quarterfinal, uh, you're looking at a really good Texas A&M team, but historically speaking, the SEC teams have really struggled and into, struggled to go on deep tournament runs, at least in the last couple of seasons. So that's something that you can that could end up being a factor later on. Uh, another team to watch out for is West Virginia, and then also Virginia Tech, which hasn't played the most difficult of seasons, but wasn't in the ACC tournament. That's a pretty good offense. They were in the College Cup last year, and they could end up I think if if they get like you know a bounce here or there, they could end up sneaking into the College Cup as well. I thought another intriguing matchup as well was the Oklahoma State Arizona. They're both ten win teams. You know Arizona coming out of the, the difficult Pac twelve, and then Oklahoma State coming out of the Big Twelve, which has six teams in this tournament. The Big Twelve was. Do you see that as a toss up, or is Arizona the favorite? I would say Arizona is the favorite because of the Pac twelve. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State both sort of. I wouldn't say limps to the finish line, but weren't exactly playing at their best towards the end of the season. So you got to give the advantage to Arizona again because of that the schedule they played in the Pac-12, and then that you know that second round matchup then becomes pretty difficult for Texas A&M. So uh, again, plenty of really intriguing for first and second round matches here. Georgetown and West Virginia, well, the two sides tied one to one. Uh, during the regular season, I think that's another example of geography dictating matchups. So, you know, the selection committee is sending Georgetown on a four-hour bus ride instead of West Virginia getting a kind of a weaker opponent. So, mm-hmm. you know, those are two teams that probably deserve to get a, more than one game in the NCAA tournament, but, you know, kind of, it is, it's what they decided to do, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess the upset I have possibly is Texas over Rice. Could you see that happening? I wouldn't necessarily label it an upset because Texas is obviously from a little bit more prominent uh, conference in the Big 12. Rice actually wouldn't have made the tournament if not for their Conference USA tournament title winning game. So to label it as an upset is a bit of a stretch, although it will be at Rice, I think. Um, But Rice is going to be the host. They'll be the favorite because they're the champion. But, you know, Texas A&M is a good goalkeeper. Uh, sorry, Texas is a good goalkeeper in Abby Smith who can single-handedly win you a PK shootout. She can maybe even spring an upset in the second round against uh, Notre Dame, assuming Notre Dame wins, of course. So I have advancing Penn State over Buffalo and then UConn over New Hampshire, Virginia Tech over Dayton, which that Dayton team is very good. Will that Dayton team give Virginia Tech a run for their money? Yeah, I think you could see a high-scoring game there, but I think that Tech will probably have too much in the end. Maybe you see like a 4-3, 5-3 game wow. out of that one. And then I have West Virginia beating Georgetown, and then I have Notre Dame over Valpo, uh, Texas over Rice, Arizona over Oklahoma State, and A&M over Houston Baptist. But that second-round matchup between Virginia Tech and West Virginia should be very interesting. Oh, yeah, I have Virginia Tech winning that, actually. So I have the exact same picks as you. Good to see I'm being original. Yes, yes. Well, good thing at least um, I haven't watched too much of the other conference soccer, but at least I am uh, I did my research, though. So Fair enough. Yes. Okay, and then, actually, then I would have Penn State and uh, I have West Virginia winning that game for some reason. I don't know. Just Maybe it's just because they have 16 wins and Virginia Tech has 14. 
But the ACC well, doesn't seem... West Virginia is a good team. There's no reason... There's every reason to believe they could win. So mm-hmm. It's not a stretch to think that. Okay. I, I, the ACC is a little down to me. I feel like there's usually more ACC teams in the tournament. I don't know. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of weird to have the Big Twelve. Yes. Each. Yes. Yes. And it's kind of weird to see the Pac-12 have nine and SEC have eight teams. It is indeed. Yeah. It's yeah. certainly a, an interesting element to the field. Again, because we harp usually harp on women's soccer in the ACC, but this year it is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, then let's move to the right the right side of the bracket. So up at the top, Florida State is the number one seed in that region. Uh, then we have Wisconsin as a four, South Carolina as a three, and North Carolina as a two. I feel like Florida State easily wins their matchup against South Alabama, just a better conference playing in the ACC. Uh, but the other game that really intrigues me is the teams that are pretty much exactly alike, and they're right next door to each other, Northeastern and Boston University. They're both 14-4-3. They've played during the season, and I believe Northeastern won that game. Is that that seems like a toss up to me? No, that definitely is. Northeastern's played extremely well and is in their second straight tournament. And Boston University is a, a Patriot League champion to, uh, to punch their ticket. Uh, I, you know, again, this is your geography, geographic matchups. Although these teams are pretty close, so you'd imagine them to be middle or lower of the pack. So it's not totally surprising. And again, I think that it's going to be a toss up. So I have Northeastern going through. Okay, I picked Boston U. Then we have UCF, Georgia. Uh, I feel like the SEC just kind of trumps. The UCF's had a good season. They've played good teams. Um, but I feel like that could be an interesting matchup as well, just the, the teams that UCF's played. And then a matchup I saw you tweet about is the DePaul-Wisconsin game. Is that a trap game for Wisconsin? It's just, again, like we did, like I discussed, the, the committee is lumping two teams who are close together to play each other. It's definitely a game that Wisconsin could easily lose. You know, DePaul undefeated. They haven't, you know, the Big East is not, I would say, not as good as the Big Ten, but DePaul has a good team, you know, full of experience, full of players that have delivered kind of in clutch moments throughout the season. But uh, I think that Wisconsin, you know, Genevieve, Genevieve Richard is having a great year, and then you've got a number of weapons in the field offensively that, the Badgers should be able to take care of business, and I don't think that they will um, sleep on it at all. Okay, uh, they will. They will not underestimate DePaul. I mean, they're undefeated, you know. And mm-hmm. Even though, again, you haven't played a most difficult schedule, DePaul is still a team that they are not going to. You know, they're not going to sleep on that team. But it could, yes, it could be a trap game too, in the sense that very well could be a, a one and done for Wisconsin. And then we have another interesting matchup: an in-state rivalry between two rivalry schools, South Carolina and Clemson. Again, with the other, uh, the interesting way the committee selected this, that was a toss-up to me. Clemson won in the regular season, so I went with Clemson. What, what do you have for that game? I think Clemson could win it. Um, you know, South Carolina, good defense, good goalkeeper, that and but have struggled at times to score goals when they needed it. So it was a pretty physical game. Lots of fouling in that one. Um, it's. It's again. It's back to you know your South Carolina, your three seed, and here you are facing an ACC team in your first round. So it, the selection committee again goes with another game that's just going to kind of one team will exit when maybe you're a little bit earlier than they deserve to. And then next game we have the Seattle Washington State, another very close regional game. I've just picked Washington State in that one. 
because I felt like Seattle hasn't played plays in the not as difficult conference. So I'd want with the Pac-12 pick there. And then Colorado BYU. Uh, that seems like a very interesting matchup. Both have 13 wins. What do you make of that game? Yeah, I mean, that's that could probably go into the toss-up category. BYU in the WCC uh, was on a roll. I think had won 10 games in a row before a final regular season loss against Pepperdine over the weekend. Um, and I think no matter which team ends up winning that one, if North Carolina, assuming North Carolina advances against South Dakota State, which is um, pretty straightforward, either BYU or Colorado will pose a very difficult challenge for the Tar Heels, for sure. Okay. So do we have fairly similar picks beside Northeastern? So I have Florida State, Boston University, Georgia, Wisconsin, Clemson, Washington State, Colorado, North Carolina. I think BYU is going to find a way past Colorado, and I also have UCF. Just, I like to see them as they put together and think that um, they'll be able to top the Bulldogs this year. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they win. They've played a lot of good teams. I believe they've played A&M, and they've played other couple uh, seeded teams in the tournament. Yeah, the, the thing that kept UCS probably from a seed was losing in the uh, American Athletic quarterfinals to or semifinals to UConn, mm, who we'll eventually the won. Only team to beat them in the AAC this year. So, mm, okay, I think that I like the Knights in that one. And then move to the bottom half of that region. We have Florida at the number two spot. We have Texas Tech at the number three seed. Uh, Washington, the number four seed, and the Stanford Cardinals at the one seed. I, Florida, I think Florida should easily move past Mercer. San Diego State, California looks like a very interesting matchup, uh, but I just feel like it's the Pac-12 conference again over a San Diego State team that played a few good teams to start non-conference, but then their conference schedule isn't as strong. Right, yeah, that's definitely a good call. I'm, I'm going, I went to California as well. Okay. Another interesting one is Florida Gulf Coast against Auburn. Florida Gulf, Col- Florida Gulf Coast has not played very bad teams, but Auburn's the SEC's not awful, but I went with Auburn in that game. Yeah, I think so, too. They're having a good year, and I think they'll, they'll have enough. But again, they, uh, Florida Gulf Coast has a sophomore striker named Tavi Chandel, who just kind of scores at will almost. And if she can have a good game, then I think that it could turn in uh, the favor of the Eagles. If not, I think that Auburn could end up pulling out. If they can shut down Tyndale, they can top Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah, I think she has 20 goals in this season, doesn't she? Yeah, that's correct. And then Prairie View, Texas Tech, that should be easy for Texas Tech. I feel like when I looked at Prairie View's schedule, they didn't play very many teams. At least their conference is very weak. Washington Ryder, I picked Washington in that one. And then another interesting one, there are two teams that used to play in the same conference in the Big 12 until Missouri moved to the SEC. Uh, Missouri-Kansas. Uh, Missouri 11-6-3, Kansas 15-5-0. and uh, I went with Missouri uh, over Kansas. I went with Kansas. I think that Kansas could even make it to the third round. They've got Leon Salazar having a good year. and While they kind of stumbled a little bit towards the end of the stretch, I think they won eight or nine games in a row at one point. I think if the Jayhawks can discover that form, they'll be pretty good. And I guess another interesting matchup, too, is Oklahoma-Arkansas. Oklahoma did make it to the Big 12 championship game at 10-8-4, and and Arkansas is 8-6-6. Did you go with the better team here, or does Arkansas have a chance? I know there's no question Arkansas has a chance. I have Oklahoma picked, but um, I think that that goes into our toss-up category, if you will. Okay. 
And then I picked Stanford over Cal State Fullerton. But does Cal State Fullerton have enough firepower to hang in there for a while with Stanford, or is Stanford just too good? No, I think Stanford comes out of this bracket. I think it's going to be a pretty straightforward lack of upsets, at least in the first round, but you could end up seeing all one, one and two seeds in the College Cup. Okay, so then the second round matchup, if we go back up to the top where Florida State is, I have easily Florida State making it to the Final Four because they're one of the best teams in the country. Uh, they took care of Minnesota pretty easily. I know Minnesota hung around early in the season. Um, or, or when they played them earlier in the season, they hung around in the game for a while. Then Florida State put two goals late on them. I have Wisconsin eventually playing Florida State. I have them getting past either your pick of UCF or Georgia. Uh, is that possible to see a Florida State-Wisconsin matchup? Yeah, it's also my pick. I think that uh, Florida State is probably, I wouldn't call them a lot to make it. Obviously, they've got to beat some good teams. North Carolina is in their bracket, but uh, they are on paper the best, easily the best team out of this, uh, what is it, 16 teams? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 16 teams. So, you know, they, they do have trouble finishing chances at times, but they have a good enough defense that they can keep the game close, barring, you know, any catastrophic errors and, Dagny Brignot's daughter is a Herman Trophy can, uh, candidate, so I think that there's a, every reason to believe that they should be at the College Cup once again. Okay. I know they'll be in Florida, too, so maybe that will help them actually win it this time. Uh, and then, eventually, I have... I picked Clemson over Washington State. Uh, I just... I mean, I know the Pac-12 is very strong, but I think to somewhere down the line in the tournament, that these Pac-12 teams are going to start going down. Um, is that a possible, uh, uh, you know, possibility, Clemson over Washington State? Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. I'm going the Washington State route just because, again, the Pac-12 thing. Um, and Washington State made a little bit of an – I think they lost to Illinois last year, but uh, I think they're a team that people could sleep on. It's going to be really interesting to see how these Pac-12 teams do because Again, we've talked about how good it's been this year, but this is a chance where you kind of prove it, where it goes from on paper to the actual games. You know, could, could Washington State make it all the way to Chapel Hill and beat the Tar Heels there? That would be quite the statement and would sort of reinforce what we've been talking about today. And then in the bottom bracket there, the bottom 16 of that region, um, I have Florida eventually playing Texas Tech, uh, but that would be a matchup before that would be Florida and Cal. Uh, that's I feel like that's going to be a very good matchup, like one that if you if you could watch it on TV or online or whatever that that'd be a game to watch. Do you think Florida can upset Cal? Well, Cal would be the one trying to upset Florida if we're going by the seeding. <clears throat> good point. Yeah, but it again, like I need to see the SEC sort of deliver, and someone like Florida or A and M going a deep run. I've only been observing the women's game closely for a couple of years now, and. I remember Florida falling at being on the road against Duke, and A and M didn't go very far. So, the, the on, on paper, there's no doubt that both of those teams could make the College Cup. Florida obviously has a little bit more difficult against Stanford and same bracket. But going off of what I've seen from this year, Cal could, is going to give them a heck of a game, assuming they make it. You know, Cal could lose San Diego State, but mm-hmm. um, you know, anything can kind of happen on any on a give, any given day. So. Uh, that's definitely good. It could be one of the best matches of the second round, though. Okay. So let's let's talk about our Final Four. So I have UCLA against Penn State, and then I have Florida State against Stanford. And then I eventually have UCLA and two Pac-12 teams, UCLA and Stanford playing, and I have Stanford winning it all. 
I'll take that, and I'll go with UCLA winning it all. Okay. Why? Well, they haven't lost in 41 games. They have easily the best team. They went there and, you know, took care of business last year, and I think they could do the same thing again. Um, you know, you got to find a way to figure out to beat eight really experienced seniors, three or four, who will probably end up on the women's national team one day down the road. You know, Abby Dahlkemper, Kaylin Rowland in goal, Sam Lewis is having a great season, and, you know, they've conceded probably about 10 goals in the last two years. So good luck scoring a goal on them, and, you know, good luck beating them in the tournament. I do think that the only way we're going to see UCLA fall is if they, you know, have one of those days where you know, they're creating chances and opportunities but just missing the target and end up tying 0-0 and missing on penalties, even with, you know, a goalkeeper as good as Rowland. So, uh, for me, they're the favorites. They're the number one team. They've been the number one team all season. Uh, that's not to say the other teams have no chance. That's why you play the games. But uh, looking at it at the start of the tournament, they're my, they're my pick to win it all. So Penn State just has little to no shot pretty much to beat UCLA is what you're saying? Oh, they have a chance, no doubt. But uh, you first saw Penn State's got to get there first. True. You know, we're both tipping them to make that run, but it would be very, very difficult to see Penn State beating UCLA. If Penn State, if they want to make it to the Final Four, does um, Rodriguez really have to step up for them? She's been in and out with the Costa Rican national team. Mallory Weber's been very good. Um, you know, I watched this Penn State Penn State team play in East Lansing. They only won 2-1 against Michigan State, but they're not the same team as last year. They were a different team with Maya Hayes. Um, is it going to be a little more difficult for them to get back to the Final Four? I think so. You know, they're not a number one seed, so at some point they might have to go on the road. I think if A&M trips up, then they become the favorites. Obviously they do because they'd be the highest seed remaining. But, you know, beating Virginia Tech or West Virginia is going to be pretty difficult. I think... What's going to have to happen for them is their freshmen will really need to step up. You know, you've had you've seen contributions from the likes of Franny Krause up front, mm-hmm. Emily Ogle in the midfield, and then Maddie Ellison at the back. If all of those players continue to sort of play beyond their years as they have been for long stretches of the season, then I think they make the College Cup. I think if they have some freshman moments and make mistakes, then we could see it kind of opposite and they could end up buttering out in the first, you know, in the second or third round. Oh, yeah. Franny had a moment at Michigan State. She scored the game-winning goal, so off right. the header. So you need a lot. I think that'll be the key. Though that, that talented recruiting class that was ranked, I think, second by us in the nation, if they deliver. And I think I think sleeping on Wisconsin is dangerous. That, that matchup against DePaul is kind of a bummer, but I think they are a team that could... If you're looking at outside the one or two seeds and you're looking for a you know a quarterfinalist or maybe even a shock college cup appearance, Wisconsin is someone because you always got to have that experienced crop of players. You know mm-hmm. they got Richard and Walls and Kinley McNichol and Rose Lavelle, you know players that can really turn it on against the best players in the country. So I think the Badgers have every reason to believe that they could put together something special, kind of like Michigan did last year. All right, so that's we have that for our predictions for the tournament. Uh, we'll be going through, you know, maybe week by week here. Uh, we'll do a podcast uh, just evaluating the games that were played the prior week. 